You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon, the very first show of the week in this short week. Today, we're going to hear all about the 2021 Hong Kong Young Readers Festival, which will run between the 19th to the 30th of April. And we're proud media partners this year. And I'm really delighted to be chatting with Catherine Platt, the executive director, along with Anne Chan, the assistant manager, both from the Hong Kong International Literary Festival. Welcome on the program, Anne and Catherine. Great to see you both. How are you both doing? We're good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so lovely yeah. to, to see you both. Sadly, not in person, but um, I don't think we can actually see Catherine yet. It looks like you're still in quarantine. Are you still in quarantine at the moment, Catherine? I am, yes. I arrived a week ago, so one week down, two weeks to go. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. You've come back from the States, which is why you've got the three-week quarantine still. That's right. Yes. Well, yeah. I was here. I was here last year for our um, international festival in November, and then I had to go back to the states for for a while. So that's right. Well, I'm time goes by it. quickly if you've got lots to do, and it sounds like you 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 have lots to do. And times go goes by quickly when you've got books to read as well, uh, which is the whole purpose of of this festival, really, to encourage more reading amongst the young readers. Uh, maybe I'll start with you um, first, Anne. So tell us a little bit more about this year's uh, Young Readers Festival. Maybe. Um, oh, okay. Has Noreen frozen? Yeah. Uh, did I freeze a little bit? Oh, it's not frozen on my end, but let yeah, me just Yeah, you froze try. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. Um, so tell us a little bit more about uh, this year's Young Readers Festival. Okay, sure. So it's a really exciting year for us. So last year in November, we had the 20th anniversary of our International Literary Festival. And now it is a 10th anniversary of our Young Readers Festival. And we're kind of presenting a hybrid program of virtual school visits. As you mentioned before, it will run from the 19th to the 30th of April. So it's pretty soon in around two weeks time. Um, mainly our schools program is open to, you know, just schools, international schools, local schools, but we're hoping to make it more accessible to the public. So we are planning a series of weekend events um, in May and those will be kind of held in both on both Hong Kong Island and Causeway Bay Lee Gardens. And we're also planning to hold them in um, Simsa Choi and K11 Museum. But we're still in the planning pro pro process of it. So, you know, we still have things to work out, you know, little things to iron out. And we're kind of hoping this will offer children the opportunity to improve their English skills and also provide a gateway to um, cultural exchange and just learn more from both local authors and international authors that we have this year. And it's so important, you know, when you hold these public events, because then it really gives a sense of community as well. Uh, I mean, children are at school for the most part. And, and I think your timing couldn't be better now that, you know, schools are resuming full time, thankfully. Um, and also mm -hmm. it, it looks like uh, the, the pandemic is under control. Fingers crossed. Uh, your public events should 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 go on <laughs> keeping everything crossed. Um, I, I'm, you know, we're, we're such big fans of, of the Literary Festival and, of course, the Young Readers festival because i think it really showcases a lot of uh, local talents that we have in hong kong and i'm always amazed by just how many talented uh, local authors we have here so perhaps you can uh, you know go through and tell us a little bit more about some of the authors that we have this year sure um we have so both local authors and international authors like always 
Um, but this year, our international authors will have to join us virtually. So, you know, on Zoom or Google Hangouts. Um, we do have a really exciting lineup. We do have quite a few authors um, from Battle of the Books. So, you know, we think that schools will really enjoy having them come in online for talks. And we think it'll be pretty relevant for the kids as well. We do have Jerry Craft, who is the New York Times bestselling and Newbery Medal winner of graphic novel New Kid. And we have Cynthia Karohata, who was also a National Book Award winner okay. um, for The Thing About Luck. And Dan Gemeinhart, who also is the author of five books for younger readers. And we actually have quite a few graphic novel um, authors and illustrators this year. Um, I, a lot of schools are pretty um, excited about Victoria Jameson. So she is an author and an illustrator of graphic novels, including um, Roller Girl, which won a Newbury Honor Prize. And we have Craig Phillips from New Zealand, who is also a, you know, a children's book author and illustrator. And Connor McCreary, he is from Canada. And he has this really interesting series called Kill Shakespeare. It's about like all of Shakespeare's characters trying to <laughs> gang up and uh, kill their creator um and you know not only international but we do have our local um authors so it's always nice to reach out to authors locally hong kong authors and they're also able to go into schools to do any live events because i'm sure a lot of kids are kind of zoomed out of online meetings nowadays so it's always good to provide that option for them uh, we do have um, the local theater group, Dovetails, and they are Hong Kong's premier children's theater company. And they do a lot of drama workshops, school productions, um, English language musicals and dramas. Um, and we'll also have more authors, local authors, who will join us for the um, weekend events, the live events. So I think maybe Catherine can go through them later. Wow, it sounds like a smashing lineup. Uh, how I mean, <laughs> I'm always amazed by you know the effort that you and your team put into. Again, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm I'm back. <laughs> um, I, I was just saying I'm I'm often amazed how um you know in such a short turnover time where you're able to curate both the literary festival and the young readers festival with such a diversity of, of authors and and great caliber and great lineup sounds like for this year and um so many great international voices and and you mentioned a really excellent point just now about you know a lot of graphic novelists I think you know rewind ten years or five years ago I think we were just at the beginning of of exploring that as a form of, um, you know, literature. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we always read comics growing up, but, you know, just for it to yeah. be so widely accepted. And I think uh, parents and, and children love that form of storytelling. And I'm really glad that uh, we're able to find many more uh, graphic novelists this year. I'm excited to, to speak to them. So, uh, Catherine, welcome on, on the show. Oh, by the way, and love your background. For our listeners, if you can join us on Facebook, <laughs> uh, do join us. Noreen Mir on RTH. Radio 3. Uh, you'll be able to see the beautiful background for, for both Anne and Catherine, who's currently in, in quarantine. So thank you for, for joining us, Catherine. Tell us a little bit more um, about this year's festival. I mean, what makes this year uh, so special? 
Well, many things, as um, and Anne has mentioned about the fantastic lineup of authors we have that we're, we're very excited about. Um, and then another thing that's new and um, very noteworthy this year, it's the first year that we've offered um, a bilingual um, program, you know, author events available in both Chinese and English. Um, and that's thanks to a collaboration um, that's new this year with Bring Me a Book Hong Kong, um, who are a leading literacy charity. I think the leading wonderful family charity, yes, organization. Yeah, here in Hong Kong, absolutely wonderful, and they do amazing work with um, um, libraries and um, you know, tr tr trainings and resources for parents and teachers alike. Um, so they, we're working with them. They've put together a list of. Um, Chinese um, speaking authors. So in addition to, we have, I think, 21 um, English language authors um, and one theatre group, um, Dovetails, as Sam mentioned. Um, and then we also have, through Bring Me a Book, five um, Chinese language authors. Um, Shana Chung, who's based here in Hong Kong. And then we also have authors from, who are in mainland China and Taiwan. So that's very exciting and that's um, a part of you know what we want to do around making the festival accessible really accessible um, both in terms of through schools um, you know we work we work with um, the sort of core group of schools that we often work with but we've tried to reach out further this year and again through bring me a book we we really um, sent our materials out I think to pretty much every school in Hong Kong so so um, that's very exciting. That's very um, exciting indeed. And what, what's the uptake like? I mean, our school's quite keen to sort of, uh, uh, I suppose this year, as Anne mentioned, you know, they're probably all zoomed out and it's probably a lot to catch upon in terms of their curriculum. I mean, how keen are they to actually get some authors to, to speak to them directly so that they'll be able to meet the authors? Well, I mean, the, the enthusiasm is very high and we've had wonderful feedback from that. Um, I think a lot of appreciation for the range of authors that we have and, um, and the options. But as you say, I mean, it's tricky with scheduling this year because a lot of schools are um, working in a shorter school day at the moment. So um, fitting in these types of um, additional events, I know it's really a, it's a challenge. And um, uh, um, so we I mean, we've, we've, we've got bookings coming in and we've still got time. So, you know, if you're listening, talk to your children's school, ask them if they've booked an author yet. There's still there's still lots of time to do that um, through us or, and through Bring Me a Book as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're working, well, I suppose everybody's working remotely to, to an extent. Uh, what's it like curating an entire literary festival uh, remotely? Um, what's the experience been like and what sorts of lessons have you learned? Because we spoke last time for the for the 20th anniversary of the Hong Kong International Literary Festival. And of course, that's sort of the start of the, pa no, sorry, actually rewind a year ago with the Young Readers <laughs> Festival. That was already done remotely that's right gosh <laughs> this pandemic has spanned through all the, the three festivals so far it has we're on our third festival it's true well we had to pivot very quickly last year because you know we had everything planned um, and had put everything in place um for last year's festival we had ticket flights booked and hotels and authors were you know on their way to hong kong practically and then we had to very quickly uh, turn that around, and um, and we did put we put some managed to put some events online um, instead. In fact, they're still online. They're still they're still available. Um, and then yeah, within November we did a hybrid festival with lo local authors, um, live events with local authors, and and um, virtual events. I mean, it's it's been a very steep learning curve as it has for for everybody. Um, you know, they, everybody's working remotely, so in that way, you know, people 
people were flexible and and we we have been able to bring in authors from around the world who perhaps wouldn't have the time to come to Hong Kong. Um, I think, um, I think, you know, this sort of two almost opposing things happening in a way. Um, We've had to learn how to use technology to connect with each other and to to bring events to people. Um, You know, we're all learning and working remotely and, um, um, and learning to do things differently. That's been wonderful. But I, I also think, you know, we've all had the opportunity as well to to kind of uh, really explore on our neighbourhoods and our communities and spend time with our families and kind of slow down and um, turn turn off the technology and um, go back to basics and sit, you know, read a book. Um, and we've seen, I think, um, it around the world, reading and book sales have gone up, and that that's wonderful for us. And it's that's you know that's what we're really what we're about is promoting reading and, and um, making books accessible. Yeah. How about for you, Anne? What were some lessons that you learned from the pandemic that, I mean, you, you all had to think very quick on your feet to put together an entire festival that was in place already yeah. into, uh, into online. I mean, what, what, what were some of the lessons you learned? What were your sort of key takeaways uh, from the pandemic so far? Well, I think, you know, in terms of... Um, scheduling authors we've been able to actually um, invite a few authors that we might not have been able to if we weren't online actually just because you know the level of commitment has actually decreased if they're not flying in and they're not you know jumping on a flight and they have to stay in a hotel and you know all they're doing is sitting in front of the computer and sharing the ideas then the commitment is actually lower and in that way, we have been able to, you know, bring on some authors who might otherwise not, you know, have been able to join our festival. So I think, you know, it, it hasn't been just a shame that, oh, they haven't been able to come here physically. I mean, virtual has its benefits in its own way. And I, I think it's also been good that we've been able to offer more flexibility. You know, mm-hmm. if people weren't free that one night, they can always rewatch something afterwards. They can always join when they like. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's something that we've all been able to do with our time. We've been more flexible, not only in terms of, you know, joining festivals, but also with work as well. You know, when you're working from home and, you know, all of a sudden it doesn't matter if you're doing something at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. And then your timing kind of goes all over the place sometimes. Might actually work yeah. to your advantage because if you're communicating with overseas and international authors, yeah. it's okay that, you know, you're up online at two in the morning, I suppose. Yeah. It's terrific that, you know, it sounds like both of you have such positive takeaways from, from the experience. I mean, what else can we do? We've just got to, you know, deal with it and roll our sleeves higher and, and, and do the best that, that we can. Um, you know, it's always so fascinating to have, you know, the people who cur- curate festivals and, you know, we're so thankful to have uh, you, Catherine, uh, the executive director, and also Anne Chan, the assistant manager of the Hong Kong International Literary Festival with us this afternoon. I'm curious to know a little bit more about the behind the scenes, you know, things that people don't really know that's happening. and, and and, you know, we, we turn up to events and it's so smooth and, you know, all the authors are there sharing. Uh, you know, have you had any challenges or any sort of fun behind the scenes things that you can share with our listeners? 
Anne, I'll go to you first because, you know, every time I see you, you, well, actually both of you, calm, cool and collected, you'd never know that somebody didn't turn up or was late to something. Have you had any uh, fun things that you you can share with our listeners uh, this afternoon? I think, um, you know, I was discussing this with Catherine this morning as well (laughs) as to what actually goes behind it. I mean, I think behind the scenes, it's normally just quite chaotic, actually. As with um, most event, as with most event um, planning and yeah. management, you know, you would always try to plan way ahead in advance, and you'd always hope to get everything sorted. But somehow, everything just ends up getting done at the last minute, no matter how well you plan ahead. You know, absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's more chaotic than um, than it would appear, and because we have such a small team, I think we're, you know. Is yeah, we have to do a lot of things ourselves. Absolutely, and isn't, we yeah, do... isn't it so great when it's so chaotic, but nobody knows how chaotic it actually is? Yeah, um, yeah. Like, congratulating you! What a wonderful event you put on, and, yeah. and then suddenly you think, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, gliding down the river so that it looks it looks perfect on the surface, and you can't see the paddling, <laughs> that frantic paddling going on underneath. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like this year is really exciting because it is for the children to encourage young readers uh, to, you know, for their love of reading. And that's really important to cultivate from a very young age, which brings me to, you know, my last questions. How can we get our children excited about reading? Um, because I think previously we had Pia Wong on from Bring Me a Book and she was referring to, uh, I think it was the Pearls Index about how Hong Kong children rank very high in terms of, you know, their comprehension and their reading but when it comes to just picking up a book for pleasure we actually rank quite low so we've got this problem where Hong Kong children are good at reading but they just don't really Mm. want to read for pleasure I mean how how can we encourage and foster a a more positive mindset when it comes to reading Catherine yeah that's such a great question isn't it so so important and um I mean, I think uh, you mentioned Pia Wong and uh, Bring Me a Book certainly do amazing um, work in this regard. And they have fantastic resources on their website, in fact, for, for teachers and parents um, about engaging, um, engaging. I mean, of course, reading to your children is the most important thing you can do. And, um, and um, you know, you don't have to have a huge library of books to do that. You can, um, you know, children love to hear the same story over and over again. And just having that routine from a very early age of, of reading is um, is definitely key. And and then I think also the types of events that, um, you know, engage children, um, actually being able to meet, meet an author in person, hear them reading, um, you know, whether it's story time at your library or the, coming to the, you know, the public events that we have or through the events that you can do through schools. Um, you know, um, the Young Readers Festival is really, it's about um, um, engaging children. And I remember when I started this job a year ago, one of our board members said to me that, the, you know, the most rewarding thing about this is, is you know, when you, you've been at, a, been at a school event and you've got you know a whole room full of children just absolutely spellbound listening to an author reading their book and that it really kind of opens their eyes and and um encourages them uh to 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 read more and um absolutely see if that looks differently so that's um uh exciting um and then i think also books you know books that i mean some of our wonderful we have wonderful hong kong authors whose books are really relevant to children and i think that also engages them you know 
Um, Joanne Lee has written a book that's sort of set all around Hong Kong. Um, wonderful illustrations. Sh uh, Shana Chung's book is about a, a swimming grandmother, grandma, called uh, That's Set in Hong Kong as well. Um, Bhakti Matur, she's written a wonderful series of books uh, called Ama Tell Me, which is about Indian mythology and festivals and sort of um, that's that's a wonderful story. And um, or maybe I could mention as well, uh, Julia Lovell, who is an author, she's um, published a new translation of Journey to the West um, in English, um, and it's published by Penguin Classics. It's just um, amazingly well reviewed. Um, that's the Monkey King story, you know, Monkey King being one of the sort of earliest superheroes in world literature. And um, um, her translation, I think, is going to bring that bring that story to a whole new generation of readers. Um, uh, so that's, and in fact, just to, to give you a little exclusive sneak preview, um, Julia, she's doing an event for us for the, for in April for the Young Readers Festival, but then she's coming back in June and she's going to do uh, an online event sort of open to everybody, Julia, but also Jean Luen Yang, who's another graphic novelist. Um, and he's publishing a story, DC Comics is publishing an anthology in May of Asian superheroes. Um, and uh, Jean has uh, the lead story in that. So we've got Julia Lovell talking to Jean uh, Luen Yang, and they're going to be joined by Neil Gaiman, who I'm sure, you know, is one of the world's leading fantasy writers, all of them talking about the Monkey King legend. And um, so that... Um, that's so That's exciting. Just, and it's so important to have that level of representation because, you know, here in Asia, a lot of the times we grew up with a lot of superheroes that were um, sort of overseas superheroes. And, you know, in, in, you know, in Chinese culture or, in, you know, in a lot of Asian culture, there are superheroes like the Monkey King that we often don't really get the English translation. I mean, you, you know it in, in Chinese or, or the respective Asian language. But this is so wonderful that we're able to, to bring that level of representation presentation for our students as well I'm sure they'll really appreciate that yeah mm -hmm. um, there was one point oh yeah that's it um, you were talking about it's great to, to to meet the authors and it's true there's something about I mean authors often think oh I'm just an author but when children meet them you know they've got the superstar rock star <laughs> quality that um, pe pe people often think wow look at these authors they are superstars or they're rock stars and the children absolutely love meeting them I remember meeting uh, Nuri Vitachi. This was close to, oh, this was more than 30 years ago when he came to my school to talk about Ludwig, Ludwig and the Chewy Chunks. And it was amazing to, to, to meet him and, and have him share sort of his journey. So that's, that's really special. Um, right, Anne, you get the last word. How can we find out more about the Young Readers Festival? Have you got a website and a Facebook and social media that we can follow you on? We do. So all of our social media information is on our website. And our website is um, festival.org.hk. Um, Excellent. Well, thank you so much uh, for <laughs> both your time uh, this afternoon. Apologies uh, for, for the freezing. It's been all right on, on, on my end, I hope. Um, yes, seems like people are watching on Facebook, which is great. And uh, people can revisit this interview if you want to on our archive and, of course, on Facebook as well. And we will be bringing you Anne and also Catherine are working around the clock to schedule, very kindly scheduling the authors for the 123 show. So between the 19th and the 30th of April, you'll be hearing from many 
many of these local and international authors. Thank you so much for both your hard work, and I look forward to chatting with you and meeting with you both in person. Thank you very much indeed to Anne Platt, the Executive Director, along with Anne Chan. Uh, who, uh, sorry, Catherine Platt. <laughs> sorry, Catherine Platt, the Executive <laughs> Director, and Anne Chan, who is the uh, Assistant Manager of the Young Readers Festival. Thank you very much indeed for both of your time. Thank you, Noreen. Thank you for having us.